Welcome to the YGV100FM podcast. I'm your host, Wun Tan. In this podcast, we invite you to join us in the exciting world of your global village. If this is your first time here, we are a community living and working in a metaverse-inspired village. Our purpose with this podcast is to share the stories of each resident and find the lessons learned that can help you get better results and have a bigger impact. Whether you're just starting out in your business or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you'll find fresh ideas and inspiration in these stories. With me today, I've got Paul Dunn of B1G1. Welcome to the show, Paul. Oh, what a privilege to be here. <laughs> Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Paul. Um, let's jump into it, right? So tell us a bit about your backstory and how you became who you are today. Um, share, <laughs> share some of your key moments. The, the, in, in oh, the my gosh. Well, when you get as old as me, and by the way, it was my birthday recently, and I decided not to celebrate birthdays like every year. I decided that uh, I should celebrate every day. So I actually asked my son, who's a coder, I uh, said, so can you write, uh, you know, the lab for me that tells me, you know, how many days old I am? And um, my wife said, oh, there's probably an app for that. And there was, there is an app for that. And so I can tell you right now that I am 28,504 days old uh, today. And everybody has now stopped listening to the podcast and they've gone through and divided everything by 365 and figured it out. Anyway, the point is that when you've done 28,000 days on this planet, the you know the story is uh, kind of like an interesting one and there's more moments than, uh, than I can poke a stick at. But one of the things that I think is very important when I look back, I look over it, is that, and by the way, I love your question about moments because, and here's why I love the question, because where we are, everyone listening to us. And by the way, thank you so much for joining us as well. So, but wherever you are right now in your life or your business, really it is the summation of your reactions, your choices that have occurred at all of the moments, you know, since since you were born until now. So because I've got 28,000 days, there's been a fair few moments. But uh, and I and I think of them as as luck. I really do. I mean, for example, yeah, I was born in a very tiny village, and my father was a miner, and uh, he was great. He said, "You're never going to go down the mine," which I never did, by the way. Even though my friends from college always wanted to go down there, and um, as a result of that, I, I, I studied and I, I went to London, and uh, I, I got my first job there as a, an electronics engineer. That's what I am by profession, or at least that's what I was. And how lucky was that? Because I got headhunted by Hewlett-Packard. And I happened to be one of the first 10 people in Hewlett-Packard in Australia. So if you just imagine how lucky that is, I'm literally, literally sitting around having breakfast uh, with uh, the guys, you know, Bill Hewlett and Dave Packard, who invented Silicon Valley. I mean, it's like, whoa, you know, how cool is that? And uh, so that, that, that was a really fascinating background. And then, of course, once you're there, you experience, uh, you know, the big company thing as, as HP was growing. And for me, there was much more to it than just the big thing. But that was when I sort of first got my entrepreneurial streak, I think, and I created one of Australia's first computer companies, and uh, which was really, really fabulous. And then, oh, now for everybody at YGV, this is a really interesting moment. Um, and it goes back, I'll tell you the year, it goes back to 1981, in fact, December 1981. 
And here I am running this computer company. We have 150 people on the team. Uh, we, you know, it's just like an exceptional company doing amazing, amazing things. And I get this phone call. Uh, this is a great moment. And someone said, Paul, I want you to come to this seminar. Back then, one time, we didn't know what seminars were. And I didn't, <laughs> I really, I really said, what, what, what on earth would I learn? You know, I've got 150 people. We're doing, you know, 25 million. What on earth would, uh, would, would I learn? And the person actually said, I will rip your arms off if you don't come. Seriously, that's what she said. And so I went, and here was James Rohn. And that's a moment for pause, right? James Rohn, who uh, said he left us, what, about four years ago now. But um, And what he said that night was just, for me, it was, it was transforming. And, and it, it's... Uh, it, it illustrates this point that sometimes in sentences you can hear things and go, oh, my God, that's that's me. And that made me then create another business because I realized as I was looking at Rome, I realized, and I don't want to be arrogant about this, but I, I, for me it was a time tunnel. I, I saw me as doing what he did. In other words, I saw me as a speaker. And so I called up my friends in the computer company and I said, I literally said, I'm out of here. And they said, could you give us, could you give us a little more warning? So, <laughs> so on the 1st of April, 1981, the other one was 1980, by the way, not 1981. Uh, I created a thing called the Results Corporation. By the way, thinking about Results Corporation is really interesting. And uh, because and the reason it's an interesting name, by the way, is that that so many times when we create things, we we get so caught up in how good those things are that we tend to want to talk to people about how good those things are, as opposed to talking with them about how good the results are when they start to work with us. So results was kind of like an interesting uh, interesting name. And that grew. It was just magnificent. Um, and uh, then I realized that we were working with 23,000, if you could imagine that, 23,000 small to medium-scale enterprises. And then I realized that every single one of those enterprises had one thing in common, and that was they had an accountant. And so way back in 1992, I thought, oh, gosh, if I want to leverage what I'm doing, what would be great would be able to talk with accountants and talk with them about how here they were reporting on history, but what if we gave them the skills to help their selected clients create history? And that was just uh, you know an incredible thing. We ended up with some 17,000, I think it was 17,700 accountants came through that process. And, and even today, uh, and I sold all of that in the year 2000, by the way, even today, people, in fact, just yesterday, like, oh, my God, you know, it was 40 years ago and you know, or whatever. Um, and the people, you know, sp speak in lovely ways about what happened then. And so then uh, I sold everything. I, I, I went to live uh, in, in France um, for a little while, but and I was under all sorts of legal constraints, you know, having sold everything. I couldn't do this, couldn't do that. Uh, but I really wanted to get back and speak. And so uh, I happened to be at a place uh, in, uh, in India, uh, actually, uh, one time. And there, well, actually, just before that, I was in Bali. And I had been mentoring this young lady uh, who now happens to be my wife, that is Masami. 
and uh, it, um, and she had this incredible idea, which she expressed to me this way. She said, you know, how would you feel or what do you think the world would be like if every time business was done, something great happened in our world? Now, everybody listening, just, just pause for a minute. Just, just think about the elegance of that sentence. How would you feel if every time business was done, something great happened in our world? Well, I would feel fantastic if that happened, right? <laughs> and, and I know that that's the way that together we really can uh, create an extraordinary place uh, for businesses. And so uh, that was when we, we developed the whole idea around B1G1 and B1G1 business for good. And now, as, as you know, uh, there are what's nearly three and a half thousand of those businesses around the world. And what's really, and growing very significantly. And what's even more important is the, the impacts that those businesses are making continues to grow. Um, in fact, uh, just today, well, actually, let me go back six weeks, uh, we crossed um, 250 million. Now, that actually sounds much bigger if I say it this way, a quarter of a billion <laughs> giving impacts uh, on our planet. Um, and that's, you know, that's just something that, gives me chills to to think about that right and and so um, you know my 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 story continues I, I like by the way someone probably has divided 28,000 odd days by 365 and figured out actually how old I am and it reminds me of this lovely story about Zig Ziglar you know Zig Zig is like a a legend and when Zig was 83 years old someone someone said to him Zig don't you think it's about time you slowed down? Because you're going you know, right. And Zig looked back at me and said, "He said, no, I've, I've figured out that uh, that I, I've got less time to go than you are than you have. So really, I should be speeding up." I thought, I thought that's a great thing, and uh, that's how uh, I think about uh, about things. And uh, and I think the you know if there was a single thread in all of those moments, I think the most important thread. Uh, for me, is is curiosity. I, it, it really is an amazing thread. You know, I look at some of the things that we use today. I look, you know, for example, I look at an iPhone. You know, and isn't it, we just sort of hit our finger and bang, all those pixels shift up on the screen. I go, oh my god, how do they, how do they do that, right? Um, so that curiosity um, in terms of building businesses and continuing to understand the role that businesses have in changing our lives, the lives of our customers, the lives of our team members, the lives of our communities, and as a result of that, the lives of millions upon millions of people in our world. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of happy as to where I am and where I'm going. Like I said, that was a long story, but I but I hope it I hope it made sense. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that, Paul. It's um yeah, it's it's so it's such a pleasure and such an honor to be part of the B1G1 community. And I think it's uh, yeah. such a such a um impressive and amazing organization. And I, I'm just so lucky to be part of it. So, well, it's lovely that you say that. We feel we feel privileged that you're here. So thank you. Thank you very much. So, Paul, you know, how, you know, for someone who's wondering, you know, how, how does B1G1 work, can you share with us, you know, what what are some of the stories uh, that 
you know, I'm, mm. I, I know there are plenty of stories out there. Could you share some of the stories of, you know, why people are joining and what, uh, what are some of the impact or what, what are, what's the sort of before story and the after story? Oh, that's a, that, you know what, that's a great way to ask the question. It really is because I think that in 2007, uh, that simple idea, wouldn't it be great if every time business was done, something great happened in our world, was, was really an historic kind of a question because at, 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 that, at that point, I think everybody, although I think now we're much more aware of it, but uh, if, if you think of this, you know, I think all of us understand that we the couple of things. One, we are all at our best when we're giving. We and I'm not talking just about giving money. I'm talking about you know helping someone across the road or whatever. We are all at our best when we do that. The second thing I think we understand is is that <laughs> we <we've, laughs> businesses have messed up a lot of things on our planet, plus a few other things as well, because we've been driven by the wrong things. Um, and, you know, we've been driven by profit and, and without caring about what else goes on. So when, when you combine those two things, then you, people go, oh, so this is all about charity, you know, and, and I go, well, no, because there's some, I think there's some issues around that. Um, you know, the charity thing like used to be, well, um, you know, it was all about the money that you gave. It was let's go to a charity ball and, you know, feel good for a day and, and so on. And, and, and the difference that B1G1 made is to say, no, it's, it's actually about the little things that you do. You and I are on Zoom right now, right, recording this. And as you know, automatically, when, when I'm on Zoom, it's not just me, I mean, it's thousands of other people around the world. What actually happens is uh, 11 kids get access to education, to game-changing education, just because of that little thing that's going on in our business. Uh, when we have great meetings, something great happens. When someone joins uh, on the, the uh, on the website when someone joins our newsletter when someone and it's not just me as you know I mean you you're a great example of, of, of what can happen so it's the the difference is that it's it's understanding that your business shifts when in other it's really understanding that you're the beneficiary of this as well too it was a joint beneficiary I don't mean you personally I mean uh, because it just allows us to be our best at every second, every day, and in every way. Because we, because we, we get into these micro givings that can make massive differences when we combine together to do good things. And so, the way I talk about it is that you know, someone says, "Well, what do you do?" <laughs> I say, "Well, what I do." is I help businesses create more impact in their business and on our world than they could ever imagine possible. That's what I do. And, and it's a really great, uh, really great space, if you will, to occupy. You know, so one of the, the key things is someone could go to any sort of charity and, and make, a, make a difference or they could sort of spend their time and volunteer for any any organization. But what would you say, or how would you say um, it's different working with B1G1? Because it's not, it's not about the act of giving in the, in the strict sense of the word. What it is about is, is 
you know, there used to be this whole thing, right, called CSR. You may remember that, you know, corporate social responsibility, which, which is now sort of debunked, but, but well, should be. Um, and it was all about doing one thing, you know, like let's have the, the charity run or let's do all of this. And, and whereas today, particularly today, we want to involve all of our team members who can all have their own accounts and do different things that, that are important to them. And B1G1 allows that to happen. So it's, it, it, and, and, you know, the other thing I think that's very important is sometimes we, we, we get confused. We, we look at people like, say, for example, uh, the former Mrs. Bezos, um, you know, with what was it, $35 billion settlement or whatever it was, <laughs> or for that matter, Bill Gates. And, and, and we say, wow, look at that, you know, huge giving. They're doing great things in the world, by the way. I'm not knocking that. And, and what we think is that it's all about having lots of money to do things, right? What if that wasn't true? What if that wasn't true? And what B1G1 shows every second of every day is that that isn't true. It's, it's something that we all can do now, today. And when we do it, it does two things. One, yes, it makes a difference to the person who is, quote, unquote, the beneficiary. You know, a kid gets access to water, a tree gets planted, whatever else is happening. You know, there's something like 450-odd projects in B1G1 now. And they, 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 they range from, you know, stopping sex trafficking to planting trees, as I said, and so many other things. So, so instead of it being like typically in a company, it is, you know, the HR department that says, this is who we're going to support. You don't have to do that anymore. It's, it's like everybody can do it and they can do it now because in B1G1, you can give, as you know, from just one cent. Uh, and so this whole thing about, you know, one day I'll be able to make a difference. No, 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 no. It, it's, it, it, it's like now. And I, and I think, too, the other interesting thing about having this time together now, and again, I'm so grateful for it, is that, um, you know, it's been an interesting, oh, that's an understatement, isn't it? It's been, <laughs> none of us could ever imagine, have imagined, you know, the past 21 months. We simply could not have imagined it. And, and there's a lot of kind of quote-unquote uh, uh, stuff happening that we wish would not happen. And we can focus on all of those things. And if, for example, let's talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the mental health, let's talk about the, the well-being of people, all of those important things. But what I'm, what I'm thinking of is, is one of the big learnings for me is when you, when you, without wishing to downplay in any way, shape or form what's happened, as, as a result of that virus, um, without wishing to do that, the reality is that there are some massive learnings in there, massive learnings. Like, for example, you, you can no longer imagine that you're on your own. You can't. Every single one of us, right, is connected. We all are connected. Once you, once you realise that, then, you know, guys, we, we guys, we have this thing. I'm not sure whether you've experienced this, but uh, where guys get upset about things, about things going on in relationships or wherever they are, and, and they go into their cave. You know, the, some, some of the women listening to this would know when their guys go into a cave. They don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> they're, just, they're just in this cave. 
And here you are in this cave, right? You're in this cave and, and you don't want to come out. You know where you're going to come out because, you know, it's like you just don't want to come out. And you're thinking all about you and everything else. And if someone's, you know, someone, someone might say, oh, I've lost my way. And then someone might say to them, well, go inside and find your way, right? No, I don't think we need to go inside at all. You know, it's like look inside you, right? No, 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 no. What we need to be doing is looking outside of us. And when we look outside of us, we see things. Like, oh, my goodness, I could actually do something about that. And all of a sudden, just from that simple little moment, to get back to what you were talking about before, from that simple little moment, what we've got is something that is bigger than ourselves. And every single one of us needs that something bigger than ourselves. We all need that. Um, because it becomes this aspirational thing that gets us on our own hero's journey and and, and stuff, you know. Um, so I and for me, it's it, I, you know, I, as, as I said before, I, I get lucky, right? And I got lucky to kind of uh, get wrapped around a lot of people who were feeling the same way, um, and uh, who I, I was very privileged to and continue to be very privileged to work with, right? Um, so, and we, 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 you know, a friend of mine, and you know this guy, you know, Dan Priestley, right? Dan says, Dan, Dan says, he says it well. He says, you, our environment dictates our performance. Let's imagine that's true, right? And I think largely it is. The important thing is we can create our own environment. In fact, we do create our, our own environment every single day just from what's going on in our head and what we're thinking of. And the moment we start for, you know, thinking about things that are bigger than ourselves, it just changes everything. And I know that sounds weird, but it really, really does. Wow. So, so many nuggets there. I, I, I think um, you, you really covered a lot of the, the key points that <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you. One of, one oh, of the really? things I, one of the things I, I, I had here in, in terms of the list of questions <laughs> is how, how do clients or how do people, you know, how do businesses think differently after working with Beyond GUN? Oh, well, it's very interesting you asked that question. Um, uh, <laughs> remember, the, remember the point that I made earlier on when I was talking about Results Corporation and I said, you know, what we should be thinking about is not the inputs, but we should be thinking about the outcomes, the outcomes that we have. And it's very interesting. A couple of a couple of years back in B1G1, we were hiring a group of interns, and or involving a group of interns, and we were sitting around a table. And I was trying to make sure that we all were using the same language. And so I was saying, "Now, guys, you know, there's some important things in B1G1. Like you can give from one uh, from one cent. A hundred percent of your giving goes. In fact, we even make up the credit card charges." And I was going through, you know, all of these all of these things, right? And you know, the, the projects are just awesome, and they're high, you know, da, da 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 da, right? Oh, and they all link to the global goals, and and we track it, and you can see exactly where your giving's going, and you know, da 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 da, right? And you can do that in real time, and I, and they're all taking notes on it. And then one of my uh, team members, her name is Sharon. One of, I shouldn't say my team members, one of the team members, Sharon, uh, I noticed we had this uh, this arrangement where I could see exactly what she was doing on her computer. Not be, That wasn't 
deliberate. It just happened, right? And so I'm looking as I'm on calls and I'm looking, as I said, this is a couple of years ago when we could get in the office. And I'm noticing that she's got one of those word cloud apps up there, you know, where you can actually track what people are saying and the words that they say kind of come through. So, wow, that's interesting because Sharon, she, she doesn't do that sort of thing, right? So, so anyway, after, after about a day and a half, I could no longer resist it. And I said, so Sharon, I noticed you've been doing some interesting stuff there. You know, what, what's been going on? And she said, well, yesterday when we were talking about, you know, using common language of one sand and, you know, all of that sort of stuff, she said, I actually wondered whether that's what people say about B1G1. So I decided that what I would do is I would just pick up the, the phone or Zoom and I would call uh, some of our members and I would ask them this very simple question. And the question she was asking was, so how do you talk to other people about B1G1? That was the question. And, you know, what do you say when you ask that? And the word that was coming through, you could have knocked me down with a feather. The word that was coming through on the word cloud was transform. So I know, my goodness, Sharon, that's amazing. So I said, that, so what did you what did you do when you when you saw this word transform coming through? And she said, well, I was I was very surprised as well because I thought we had to talk here, you know, one cent, a hundred percent, all that sort of stuff. And she said, so I asked them, what, 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 how could something like B1G1 transform your business? How could that happen, right? And the next piece of it was the, the word spirit. And what people said was, it shifted the spirit of our business. It shifted the spirit. Now, the interesting thing about shifting the spirit is that's not some sort of skill thing. That's not, you know, here's how you close the sale. Here's how you do this. It's not a skill thing. But what it is is a human thing, right? It's a human thing. And, and people can sense that and people can feel it. Uh, you know, I don't know how they, how they do it, but you and I know that they do, right? And so the moment they see that, they see that you're coming from a different place, a different place, right? You're driven by something else and something bigger than yourself. And so then when you're in the conversation with a potential customer or client, guess what? What happens is that, that the, the trust level builds. And if there's one thing that's very central to any process, any sales process, it is the word trust. And so what happens is when you shift the spirit, it just radiates out. It becomes like a like a like almost like it's like a magnet that's sort of attracting other people to it. And by the way, the other interesting thing is it's not just a magnet for customers. It's a you you actually become when you when you're part of being on G1 and doing it. What actually happens is you become more quote unquote attractive to team members because people want to work with you, and the reason they want to work with you is be is very clear. And all the data, there's so much data on this now that it's no longer you you can't you can't argue this data, right? And that 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 the people actually want to work with somebody who has something going on that is that is bigger than themselves. If that if that makes sense, right? So uh, it, it, it has this um, it really beautiful circular thing that everybody now is working together 
for a common goal. And, you know, you, you imagine, I mean, you imagine you're in business and someone says, uh, there's this great book, by the way, I, I think I may have mentioned it once before, uh, the book, one uh, Australian book of the year, actually, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, I wish I'd written it, but uh, <laughs> but I didn't. It's a guy called Tim Duggan. And uh, the, the, the name of the book is, is called Cult, as in C-U-L-T, Cult Status. And, and what he talks about in that book, uh, so Tim Duggan, D-U-G-G-A-N, and it was his first book, but you, you would never know it. The way in which it's written is just so readable. Um, and, and what he says is that the way in which typically what we do is we, we look at large companies, you know, to find great examples of great businesses, we look at large companies like, for example, Apple and, you know, all of those things, right? And, and we, we, so we should. But he points out one very interesting thing. He says, when you look at Apple, you know, Apple was, was formed in 1976. That is a long time ago. And so when that business was formed, the environment was different. And so you as an entrepreneur in 1976 were probably doing different things than you having exactly that same kind of thing. You know, today I'm starting this new business. Oh, I think I'll do what Steve did. Well, yes, it's probably going to work. But he points out that the circumstances, the environment has changed. And then what he does, uh, he gives us seven things. And this is really, I'm going to give you number one thing that he says, right? So he says, here are the seven steps. And this is so, so critical for anyone listening to us now. He says, step one, and it's just, it just three words, and it is define your impact. He says it's very simple, and he, he he points out that you know typically if we're forming a business, uh, we go oh okay well let's get the calculator out and see how much revenue we're going to get you know in the, <laughs> in the first year and let's see you know all of that da, 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 and let's multiply it and we'll see what's going to happen at the end of ten years oh my god look at that look at that and and, <laughs> and, and so it's as if you know someone goes. Uh, like on the team, oh, look at that, we just crossed a million dollars, whoa, you know. Well, it, once you define your impact, it changes because everybody on the team is feeling that impact. Look at that. We changed three lives today. Um, which one would you sooner have? Seriously. I mean, you, you know, <laughs> obviously, if the answer is I'd sooner have $3, I understand. <laughs> but... but the opportunity that we have as business owners or indeed entrepreneurs uh, is, first of all, well, there's another thing on this, is, is, is to really understand it's that impact and, and, and this is where YGV comes in and all of that kind of stuff, and to recognize that the days are over. The, in fact, it, it's, it's conceivable that the days never actually were here, but we act as if they, as if this was the way. Oh, I'm going to do this on my own. Sorry, no. <laughs> this is not something you, you. You've got to get partnerships. You've got to get others who are sharing the same sort of beliefs. And then you, when you come together, you become this significantly more powerful, uh, more powerful business because. Again, you're working with people who share the same view that you do, and they're working together with you to help you maximize your impact. And guess what you're doing? You're actually working with them to maximize theirs as well. So it's this, I know that sounds like, you know, Pollyanna, 
but that's actually the way the world is now. And 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 our world it, it, it's crying out for us to realize that. So there's never been a more important time than now to go. You know what? What we've been, what we where we've been has not been the best place for. Uh, uh, our children. For I, I love what Steve Jobs said. You know, having mentioned. By the way, you know, I mentioned Hewlett Packard, right? I mentioned Hewlett. Packard. Turns out, I never knew this. I, honest to goodness, never knew this. Um, that, and I used to go to Palo Alto, uh, where you know the HP thing was, and we had this this thing. It was called the uh, the 9866. It was one of the world's first thermal printers. Way back when. Way back when. <laughs> And, you know, I'm wandering around, and I didn't know, but he was on the team as an intern developing the 9866, seriously. So I probably walked past him and thought, you know, who's that guy with the long hair and a beard um, <laughs> and thongs on, you know. But anyway, uh, but I love what he what he said, and, and this quote has become more and more powerful for me. And he said once, he said, the storyteller is the most powerful person in the world. Now, you can ignore the, the sort of power grab on that because the second part of this quote is really the crucial part. Here's what he said. The storyteller sets the vision, the values, and the agenda. I'm going to say that again. The storyteller sets the vision, the values, and the agenda for an entire generation yet to come. And that's the crucial part. And most people, but some people listen to that and they go, oh, so, so Paul wants to talk with us about, you know, how to tell better stories. Well, yes, we, we, we all can tell better stories, but, but, or tell the stories better. But Mr. Jobs was a great storyteller, but what, what he really was at heart was a story creator. So he's changing up his story and think about the impact of that, right? Think about, changing up his story so that our stories could change. Right? So think about the customers that, you know, th those of us listening to this now, you know, think about the customers we have. And, and what if we, we thought, remember going back again, that it's not about the inputs, it's about the outcomes. If you want to think of that, want to think of that another way, then what we're actually doing by virtue of what we're doing and changing up our story is helping them change theirs. And that just, just, just is like a ripple. And I know Annalise loves, the, loves these ripples, right? And that's just the way in which we create different ripples. And so it's not us telling the story anymore. It's all of those other people that have been influenced by our story telling the story and creating a place that's better for every single one of us. Paul, I love that, um, you know, the, the storytelling first the importance of storytelling and, and, and how Steve Jobs has impacted all of us. So for, you know, let's, let's close with this question, right? So what's your future story? Imagine today is 2026. I know we started mm. with that number, <laughs> how many days mm. you have been around. So imagine yeah, if today yeah. is 2026, looking back in the last, in the past five years, what would you say are the mm. highlights for you? Well, I think what's what's really interesting. Uh, it's 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 a it's a really great question. I mean, the you know the simple answer is to do more of that. Um, but I but I think um, 
probably the there, there's, there's there's two answers I think. So the first answer is, and this is all about the power of small. What's really interesting is when we started B one G one because of you know where where we had been. Uh, it was all about you know small business and everything else, and that's the kind of that we knew that, and that's where we we focused. We thought you know business needs to change. There's so many businesses are quote unquote small businesses, and there's nothing you know directed towards them. So we we're going to make that easy for them with being one Juma. But something interesting has happened uh, because small businesses serve larger businesses example and so this is the first part we we had a call i had a call oh gosh six weeks ago and i knew you know they checked out of my calendar so i was able to go which we always should do by the way whenever you're having a call you know i i checked out oh what's this company and i'm going oh my god oh my god this company there they got they are huge and in fact, they turned out that they are, and, and I know that vaccines are controversial, but they happen to be not the biggest maker of vaccines, but they've got these wonderful, um, huge, huge storage vessels, which actually store all of the vaccines. Their business, as you can imagine, is, is huge. And so I said, so how did you hear about B1G1? And they said, oh, interesting story. I said, well, tell me the story. They said, well, uh, our, uh, our accounts people, they were sending out, uh, the, the, they got, what happened was uh, one of the guys who's a printer serves us, tiny little printer, and he prints labels for us. And so the, he sent an invoice and, and the accounts people paid the invoice. And then this printer guy, they said, we didn't know at the time, he's been B1G1. So we got a gratitude certificate, which said, was the effect, thank you so much for paying your account on time. As a result of that, you know, <laughs> X trees or children or whatever it was uh, were impacted. And the, the accounts guy or person, actually, woman, looks at it and goes, oh, my God, and then goes to the managing director's office and says, look at this. And the managing director says, we've been looking at doing something like that for years and we've never found the way. Let's go, let's go join B1G1. So, so what's happening is that that, you know, doing that now is is, is you know upping the uh, the level of organization that we're we're working with is is kind of interesting. Um, and, and that's like a focus of mine. But I think the biggest focus is. Someone very nicely uh, said to me the other day, because I'm I'm like a doer, you know. If you if you said to me, uh, Paul, I'm thinking about an introduction to the way I, uh, you know, I'm thinking about changing up the introduction uh, to the way I do the podcast, for example. Let's not not that you need to do that, you don't. Uh, but let's suppose you did, and you said to me, Well, can I help? Said, Here's what I do. Here's what I used to. I would say, yeah, send me, send me it, send me it. So you would send it to me, and then I would get in there and I would edit it, and I'd go, oh, we do this, we do this, we do this, and I'd send it off to you, and and you'd go, whoa, that was amazing, right? And and then I realized that that doing stuff isn't necessarily the best way, right? Um, the best way, and and one of my team members said. Uh, hey, Paul, you know what would make life easier for us? And I said, what, what would that be? And they said, you know the story of Yoda? And I go, oh, okay, I get it. Okay. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I think the most interesting thing is to try and find ways of, um, uh, you know, of sharing hopefully some wisdom 
uh, with uh, with more people, and and uh, and fortunately, through you know the things that you're doing and and that's happening in the uh, global village and stuff, then I'm I'm able to do that, and 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 then again, remember the whole thing around uh, the the storyteller sets the vision, the values, and the agenda for an entire generation yet to come. So it's not by doing, but it's by helping people understand how they create those stories and more important than the how is who they need to work with to help them create those stories. Uh, so I think those those two things are, are where it's at uh, for me uh, right now and to continue to be amazed by by what people do and how they do it. It's like, oh my God, how does <laughs> I mean who would have I remember you said to me when we met in London and you said to me at the time we were talking about podcasts and you said, Paul, there's only and you know, because I was saying, well aren't there a lot of podcasts. And I remember you said, there's only, this is very you said there's only 750,000 of them. And I'm going, oh my God, so that's a huge number. But then when you think about that in the context of the fact that there's you know something like 49 billion or whatever the number is uh websites and and uh, and stuff and then podcasting just gives you you know this ability to be able to get out there in in ways that are so so important for for others and as a result of that you change up lives and again it's not you doing it necessarily i mean what you're doing is helping others to do it right it's exactly the same kind of we might change your name to become yoda with <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that story. There's still only two million over podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. But but think about that. Right, that's doubled in yeah. what three years since you told yeah. me that. Yeah, awesome. Thank you very much, Paul. I I I thought this was such a good um, interview. Is there fin- any final thing you want to share before we end this? Oh well, often people ask me that question, and and I have a a default answer to that. Um, and it always worries me when I have default answers because it probably means there's a better one if only I thought about it for longer. Um, uh, and so I, let me give you two. Um, a long time ago, I, I had the privilege of working with uh, a guy called uh, Neil Donald Walsh, or at least coming across him and spending time with with him. And he made this this beautiful thing. You know, one of the things that we sometimes chase is you know the number of followers and all of that kind of stuff and, and he said the way you me- you measure leadership is not by the number of followers you have but by the number of leaders you're creating and and you know that's again it's it's all about the the you know the, the getting off getting off the inputs and re- going to the results and the final thing um uh is to understand and I'm, I'm just reading a book about this actually um and to understand the role that um uh, our thoughts uh, play in things you know when you think about story and you and i have been talking about the story of the business right and but the other the other thing that we all have is the story we tell ourselves and sometimes the story we tell ourselves is, you know, things like we're not worthy, we're not, you know, da, 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 you know, all of those kind of stories. And so one of the things we need to do is change up that story that we're telling ourselves as well as the story we're creating at the same time. And I think 
um, one really lovely quote that says that is this one, which which is always remember that your your memory. And I've got to get this right. When when your that's it. That's right. When your vision becomes more powerful than your memory, then your future becomes more powerful than your past. Wow. Thank you very much, Paul. That is such a such a beautiful way to end this interview. Um, for everyone who's listening, please, please follow Paul um, and join <laughs> G1 G1. <laughs> thank you very much, Paul. Hey, thank you. It's been a really thrilled, a real great thrill to uh, share some time with you. Thank you for adding to my day. And of course, by virtue of wonderful things you do hopefully adding to the days of lots of people who've had the privilege of listening to you thank you so much thank you for thank you very much for listening till the end of this episode that was paul dunn of b1g1 he is the resident number four global square village and of course if you have listened this far make sure you check out the village treasure hunt to play and win some thousands of dollars worth of prizes. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in to the next episode. We have Sharad Agrawal of Only Webinars for the next episode. If you don't know Sharad or what they do, Sharad is a serial entrepreneur and founder of Only Webinars, a platform for engaging conversations, a dedicated platform for corporate and community webinars. Their corporate webinars can help brands reach over 250,000 people just in the pre-webinar marketing. And Sharad is passionate for the tech-enabled opportunities that are coming our way and he shares some great tips on how we can embrace these changes. To find out more about Your Global Village, head over to yourglobalvillage.com. I've been your host, Wintan, and I'll see you in the next episode.